0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Beats. I am your host, Kelly Kennedy, and I am very fortunate to be able to share my tribe as I travel across the globe and meet incredible scientists and doctors and all sorts of practitioners and continue to expand that tribe to help engage and encourage and empower you to learn how your body really works, because what we know from our heart to yours is that you have all the innate wisdom inside you to heal and that our job is now naturally oriented therapists, medically enlightened doctors and specialists available here at Not Meds Global. The Beats podcast is about helping you understand that you have that power inside and what you need to do to help engage it, to constantly upregulate your ecosystem. Thank you so much for being part of our community. If this resonates with you, please go ahead and share this episode. We are always open to your comments and your questions as always. And welcome back to this week's episode of The Beats. welcome back to the beats with kelly kennedy with our dear, dear and good friend alexis saludos Woo, look at that Woo. right off my tongue this time and um we're very happy to have her back to explain the rest of the story of chakraty and chakras and we ended at the heart which was as alexis so beautifully put a great place to end Well, really not end, but until next time. So just like when we hug each other, we don't say goodbye, we say till next time. So um, let's have her welcomed back to our energy field and to our listening ears and our watching ears for those that are watching eyes, rather than those that are watching. And thank you so much for joining us again, Alexis, and finishing up your incredible wisdom here at The Beats.
1: Well, I am so happy and will take any opportunity to spend time with you, my friends. So here we are. And there's so much, there's so much more goodness to cover. So we are going to dive right into the throat chakra. Uh-huh. So
0: ha
1: I mean, I you. It. I will ask you because I love to make things interactive and I'm putting this out there to the audience as well. What do you connect with at the throat chakra level that you see in your own healing practice and community that is relevant? What surfaces, what prioritizes that you are aware of in relationship to the throat chakra?
0: To me personally or my community of clients?
1: Just as the healing theme in your community. Or personally, but whatever.
0: Yeah. So I really have a struggle using my voice. <laughs> Just kidding. So I did though, prior to all of this medicine, I did struggle to use my voice. I struggled to speak my truth. I struggled to communicate how I felt because I always ended up crying and my voice shook mm-hmm. and I had a, a small voice. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not quite sure if Ian, my husband is excited that he helped me heal that or, or not, that still remains to be seen. Uh, I think there are plenty of days he's like, I'm so glad she can speak up for us. And then there are days where he's like, I wish you would just shut up. (laughs) Um, so for me, it was all about voice. It was about using my voice and speaking my truth. I find that with clients, it's a little bit of that. And it's a lot of thyroid stuff about the, you know, the wishy-washiness and the, um, inability to, um, be clear, make decisions as well as let go. I mean, I think about throat chakra a lot and the thyroid in particular in regards to the bowels and -hmm. getting people to regulate because it's your regulatory organ. So I just, I mean, I've been doing this since I was 24 and I think I had probably a subclinical thyroid issue at the time because I had all those ovarian cyst bursting. But I feel like since I found European biological medicine, my thyroid's amazing. And I've had uh, thyroid neural therapy done a few times. Yeah. And every time I do it, I'm like, I feel lots of joy and happiness and giggly. And so I think my thyroid's pretty good. Um, and yet I find with a lot of clients that struggle with weight loss or weight gain, they just struggle with weight issues and dry skin and dry hair. Like they have so so many of the clients who have toxicity, right? They have thyroid issues. Mm -hmm. And then it can often translate on an emotional level for me in regards to not being able to use their voice, being wishy-washy, not making decisions. And therein lies the majority of the client base, I would say. Is that what you're looking for? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. bring it.
1: Yes. So, and that's exactly how we can tap into the potential of working with this area is looking at how, how the physical and the energetic are connected and how we can dialogue with this part of our body for further insight. So let's talk about the throat chakra. So there's so much here. And one of the things that I like to point out in the trainings, the first thing, look at the physical anatomy of the body. There's so much communicated when we can observe what is happening in the physical. So this is the most narrow point of the body. And it's, between, it's located between the head and the heart. And these two energy centers have so much going on. And so there's a lot that can get kind of Congested in this part of our body. And because it is the portal between the internal and the external, with regards to using the voice as a vehicle to move energy from the inside of the body, there is a lot going on here. There's a lot going on here.
0: Well, and the tonsils are there. I can't believe I are going to talk and about the tonsils. tonsils. I know, I was huh. going to say.
1: My neural therapy with the tonsils was a profound
0: experience. And I like, that is the one thing I probably recommend the most when clients are going to the biological dentist or I send them down to Dr. Carcetti, our local dentist here or local medical doctor here. And I'm like, go get your tonsils done five times, 10 times, you know, <laughs> like just your- go get them done. Just go keep getting your tonsils injected. And because they're the gatekeepers, the lymph. and I use, I do my CRTs, I use this little graph that I make. It's not really a graph. It's a really, really horribly drawn um, funnel that looks like an hourglass. But the the main point of the hourglass is that the throat, the tonsil point is what decides what comes out of the head and what really flows out of the body first has to be drained and the tonsils drain in the head. So for me, this is like one of the most important areas from a drainage perspective that stays open or is opened to allow the toxicity to flow out. So I love that you said it's like the, the connection between the external and the internal and, and what really we can process at some level, right? Right, yes, the drainage piece. And then looking at
1: this as a pathway to keep open so that, as you mentioned, toxic buildup isn't just happening and everything's getting stuck there's movement and that goes both ways so that what is flowing down and being released there's also a space created for things to rise up and move out mm. so that we're looking at I'm always interested in exploring the duality because in that duality we can then access, neutrality and we become the mediators of our experience so we are oh wait
0: slow that something sound a second alexis that was a lot it was brilliant so in the duality is the brilliance because you find the commonality we're able to access neutrality oh access neutrality through the duality Mm -hmm. because they cancel each other out there's
1: That's an interesting way of looking at it, that in exploring the duality, and we have access to the spectrum within that, when we explore the duality, we can access neutrality, and we become the mediator of our experience. And that goes for every energy center. We begin to mediate the various forces, the various dualities, just as we have, what's that?
0: Is extremes another word for dualities?
1: For polarities, we could explore polarities, but the even just looking at the directional aspects and the anatomical planes, if we think about the physical body, and I apply this to working with energy too, and we explore the front and the back, there's a duality right there. We've got the front and the back. Well, once we are engaged and aware of these, dualities, we can work with them, and then we bring our awareness to the center. So we access that neutral space where we can optimize and really connect with the potential of the front aspect on an energetic and physical level, as well as the back. So there are all of these different dynamics, and we have the top and the bottom. We want to engage with both of those dynamics. We don't just want to be outside of our bodies, only operating from the top. And we also don't want to be so burdened and heavy that we're only connected from the bottom. So in all of these different ways, left and right, we're engaging these directional aspects. We're engaging with the duality in order to access that neutral space. And that's where so much of the healing happens. I feel from my own experience and observations over the years is it's very powerful to connect with that awareness
0: and then we mediate through that neutrality for the healing realizing that the body is not these extremes it's somewhere in the middle like always right flexitarian as i call it um and and to help balance out by being honest at how that is represented in our bodies, either physical, emotional, or vibrational to see what we're present to when we're looking at this particular chakra.
1: Yes, or- that we can access a space of alignment with that awareness of how we are engaged with these various aspects. And so throat chakra being a great example of how to connect with this concept The throat chakra, many people connect with this energy center only from the output. So what you say, what you're putting out there, how you're using your voice, are you clear in your communication? But then there's also the back aspect of this energy center which is tied in with receptivity. Are you listening? So we're not just operating from the space of output, we're also engaging with the input. And so those are two ways to really get it, interested in your own experience so that you can start to center yourself and you can start to mediate these various pulls and these various forces in order to be in alignment with your own self and your own truth truth being the primary energy of this chakra that's beautiful
0: that that Isn't visual that's so fun and and I I pray that people are going to go watch this one and not just listen to it. Um, we had a lot of feedback from part one of Chakrity with Alexis Lutos. Um, and the feedback was that people were really thirsty for this information. They really liked diving a little deeper into the chakras, as did I. Um, and as the um, double aquarium that has... Mm, I'm trying to pick the right word—not struggled, but um, was a bit more resistant to understanding the etherical aspect of it. You're the double Aquarian that was like leaning. I'm in. all in the ether, baby, That's all in. The ether. Ether. <laughs> and and I like to make the connection between the two for people to realize that there is this etherical body, right? Of course, but it and it translates down to the physical, and the physical translates back to the etherical, and it's. And I'm very visual, I know a lot of people learn auditorily, some people learn visually, um, and other people learn kinetically. Um, so I, I talk with my hands just for those people that learn kinetically. But if, if you can watch this, I think it'll help you with that visual that she just gave, because on our part A, and that was one of the questions I had was, we had a lot of etherical words but for and for me it was a little like, How do we make that tangible? how that's really good. So all the different centers that we talked about previously and whatever their power is, you have to look at the opposite of that. So if it's using my voice, it's also listening to other people's voices and, and the balance of that. Right.
1: Yes. That there are, so from the intuition teaching that I work with, we look at directional aspects. So we look at the anatomical planes that create these dualities within the directional poles. So you've got the front and the back, you've got the top and the bottom, you've got the left and the right. And just as the physical body can be divided up into those various planes and directional aspects, so can the energy centers, so can can the non-physical. And so we have energetic associations for those various directional aspects, front being output connected, back being input so this and and each holds its potential and and what it can be how it can express itself when in a place of balance or harmony or whatever the term is that you want to use that optimal state that potential it and for the front it would be action And then it also has an imbalanced connection too, so that would be projection. So both of those are front forward energies, but one is more of that optimal expression, and then the other can communicate that there's some stuff going on here to work with. But one of the ways that I connect with that, and I'll do this visually too, is that when you're operating only from the front space, and everything is about this, which is how we're conditioned. So we are conditioned to look here. And when we're only orienting ourselves to the front, we're future focused, we're very action oriented, we're only seeing what is out there in front, we're neglecting oftentimes what's happening in the back. And so the challenge then becomes to open up to activate this part of the energy and start to call in things like receptivity, allowing all of those softening energies and you can see this too physically expressed in the body so this would be an example (laughs) this is very front oriented and it's you know we can if we're connecting with the back and activating the back that's going to bring our shoulders back and we can just see that across the physical body which is so fascinating and so fun
0: so for those that aren't watching just so you know what she did she kind of she curled in, she brought her shoulders in, she was protecting her heart, her head was down, her chin was down, it was beyond the forward head motion. And the opposite of that was chest forward, shoulders back, chin back, head back, really opening and leading with the chest and leading with the heart um, to listen, with our information seeker, which is our heart and our gut, more than with the physical, what are my eyes seeing? What Look am I hearing? That. What am I seeing? Right.
1: It's like even at the computer and you're you're being drawn into the computer, what's being drawn forward the head is. So we're stuck in that mental field. And that's an important space to be engaged with. We want to engage the intellect along with the intuition. And we're going to talk about that with the third eye chakra but we also typically engaging the intellect is not the challenge because that is how we have all been (laughs) taught and, and we've had that reinforced. So we want to start to explore these other dynamics. Awesome. Okay.
0: Go ahead. But I have one question before you go ahead. Yeah. So do you have any recommendations, which I meant to ask last time and I, we just were so deep into the rabbit hole. Um, so are there any, you know, affirm- I like to go there. I know you do. Um, are there any affirmations, any crystals, any, I'm sure there's a chakraty remedy specific for the throat that you could recommend, um, to help balance that out.
1: Yes. So the throat's a big one. So um, the flower essence that comes to mind for the throat chakra is poppy because it's all about liberation and freedom. and um, I'll speak to some of the, the energetic aspects that are really connected in with the throat chakra, but those being some of them. Um, any type of sound that you could use you could or mantra. This is where we talk about all of the cool stuff about how we are, own reality and using the voice as a tool to carry those vibrations out those the frequencies move out from our body as we create an intention and then our voice is such a powerful vehicle to create and to bring to life and bring through into form it is the activator so our voices are so powerful. And while we may hear that, I'm really talking about the energetics of your voice are so powerful. And part of my own realizations have been around how we are actually speaking things and spell casting upon ourselves through the things we say that are not actually aligned with our intention. And so beginning to explore the voice the words that we use and really diving into that can be a fascinating area to do some deep throat chakra work
0: and so let's take an example of that so like a client calls me and goes you know uh my endometriosis and my ms diagnosis and my lyme diagnosis and my this and my that Mm -hmm. it's like nails on a chalkboard for me. I'm like, Mm -hmm. stop speaking that if you don't want it to be true. And, you know, one of the things that Alexis and I did right before we started this was we have a mutual friend that's going through some stuff. And we decided to set an intention for her to help assist her in whatever way that we can, which a lot of people call prayer. And we Mm -hmm. find that we are incantators. That's what we do. And I, have really enjoyed getting up every morning, going for my walks and setting my intentions. And I do them out loud because mm-hmm. what I realized when we were all together, how much more powerful it, it felt when I did it out right. loud, which is why even on our little channel of Telegram, I started doing them you know, out loud to everybody else because I felt yeah. they were much more powerful because I missed a little of that power when it was just me. So today, as soon as we got together, I was right. like, okay, let's do one for our friends. Let's have some fun and it is fun and it should be fun. Give us an example, if you would, if you have one like that or or maybe something else, but is that, that is what you're talking about?
1: I love that you speak to that in relationship to health specific examples. So how it is that we are identifying in the language that we're using and how we are speaking about things that maybe we are working actively to release. And yet the way that we're using the voice is incorporating them into the now as you shared. So identifying my this, my that. Um, Another, it's so fascinating. There are so many different ways to connect with this. Um, You are very, very good about bringing in the present tense and how you are speaking about what you're creating and activating it through the present tense and the now and so that's huge. I would say on my own personal journey one of the words that I stopped using a year and a half ago is believe because of the energetics around that. And so to be the lie of to believe and energetically to believe is to attach to a construct and hold it in your energy. And so I've that's been an interesting personal exper- experiment for me, because I don't be the lie of anything. And I'm curious about what am I calling into my experience and what am I activating within my own experience and how I'm aligned. That doesn't mean that I'm not connected, aligned and uh, embodying various things, but I'm not holding myself to a construct that may be deceiving on some level or maybe directing me in a way that I don't really want to go if that makes sense
0: yeah I mean we we had that conversation when we were together and there was a lot of words that you brought my attention to that I was like oh wow yeah okay well incension versus ascension you know in latin ascension means away and she was like incension means in and so this isn't a time of ascension this is a time of ascension how do
1: we go in how do we go inward how do we take that deep dive inward so that we're connecting within the depths of our own being because that is the space that we access everything from that's where everything is that's where it all resides it's not out here it's in here and so we are we're we're going inward and the throat chakra invites a lot of that And it can be, I would say, within my own community, it's the most intimidating energy center to work with, because there's a lot, there is a lot that can surface. And it typically is inviting us into a space where there can be a lot of uncomfortable things to heal, and where it can, it, it can engage us with the outside world in that way. So having conversations, working with communication, that exchange between you and another person, as well as all of the deep aspects that are brought to life using the vehicle of the voice and using just this energy center for expression. It's tied into expression. As I mentioned before, it's tied in with listening. And it's also the point, if we were to look at one single point and one single energy center within the body that's connected to truth, it would be the throat chakra. Mm -hmm. And also think about how this is the place where we are taking in the breath. It's coming through this energy center. And so all of the energy that we are then taking down into the heart, the lungs, this is coming through the throat first. So, if I can spark some type of exciting exploration for everyone's listening, it is to begin connecting with the body, the the various systems of the body, the anatomy of the body. Looking at what the body does, what do these systems do, and then start to look at the energetics of how those are connected. How can you connect with the respiratory system, for example, or the lymphatic system. Let's use that because that is that is your point of focus and the tonsils and all of these different things. But there's so much happening here and you can start to explore, well, how does that connect for me on an energetic level? What does it mean to taking in, taking in oxygen, taking in breath, basically connecting in with our own vitality and our own our own essence we need to breathe to live so that's coming through the throat
0: it's i mean okay we're going to have to do three more podcasts to get through this but i know uh, let's just stay yeah it it, re- it resonates with me so hard thinking about all the books that i've ever read including the bible where you know the word is the truth the word is The word is what it is, right? The word to be so impeccable with your word. Well, impeccable with your word is one of the four agreements. And then Mm -hmm. Think and Grow Rich. These are some of the most successful, some of the most popular books ever written on success. The Bible, ever hear of it? Think and Grow Rich ever hear of it and think and grow rich understand that the principles that book is based upon the laws and principles of success it does not mean monetary necessarily it means rich in your life and your vitality and every aspect of your life and then the four agreements which I believe is one of the most well-written books about relationships because it starts with your relationship with yourself and one of the four rules is impeccable with your words think and grow rich (laughs) the very first chapter is thoughts become things and in the bible and the Bible, I, I most use an unchoice finger for the Bible. The Bible is about, you know, I, I don't know the exact words because I only went to Catholic school for nine years and don't remember such things, but it's like something about, you know, the word. And so it is. And we say this at the end of every one of our, our affirmation circles is, and so it is, we speak it. And therefore it is, and he breathed life into us. It also says that in the Bible, mm-hmm. you cannot live without breath. And Ayn and I talk about this all the time. The only difference between me here now and me dead laying on the ground is the breath.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's it. Right. The breath connects the spirit. And you can only not breathe for three minutes. You can go without food for days, weeks. You can go without water for days, weeks. You cannot go without breath plane it's the point
1: of connection between the ether and the physical body truly. Yes.
0: Thank you, thank so, you, say that again, say that
1: again. Yeah, the breath is the point between the ether and the physical body. And so how important is this part of your body? What What is What is happening at this part of your body? And is there anything anything that feels relevant to you that may be an area of challenge that is connected with this part of the body. And that could be expressed through the tonsils, the thyroid being the organ energy um, that's connected here at the throat. And then also the teeth. And we can look at, you know, this kind of goes into as well, the ears. It it starts to, which is split between the, the third eye and the throat, but just look at the neck. There's so much. There's so much just within this really narrow part of the body and it's so, there's so much healing potential to tap into here and it requires a lot of courage. There's a very, very powerful connection between the throat chakra and the sacral and courage being an energy that's tied into the sacral and truth being a primary energy of the throat chakra. And so in order to really be connected and embodied within your own self and aligned with your own individual truths that requires a lot of deep access into that sacral chakra for courage and trust. And so i connected. There are certain relationship can be very powerful to explore when on your own healing journey. So a lot going on. So much exciting stuff to work with. And I also do want to speak to um, some of the things that surface for people who are highly sensitive and highly intuitive in this part of their body, because throat chakra intuition is big. And you said, you spoke some of the intuitive indicators to throat chakra uh, when we started this call. And that was... Do you remember what they were? No. Was
0: I conscious of that? Did I say that? (laughs) I
1: I don't know. Uh, There are so many, but I, from my perspective, anything that is happening, any type of sensation that is happening at this part of the body potentially holds intuitive information. So if you feel like there's a tightness, there's a gripping, there is, inflammation, there's, there's pain, there's swelling, there's any type of sensation, but then we can also have the voice as, as a barometer too. If your voice starts to shake, when you speak, oh. you feel like you can't access the words clearly. One example would be when someone is open and receptive to what it is you have to share, how everything just may flow really easily. It's effortless to communicate what it is that you are feeling in your heart and to communicate what it is that you are holding in your head and to bring those two together and express them clearly when you feel that there is that receptivity on the other side. When an exchange is not so clear, then what can happen is it may be challenging to access that clarity and suddenly something that you've spoken maybe in the past, it has been effortless for you to another person becomes very challenging. And it's hard to access the words. They're not coming out clearly. Maybe your voice starts to crack a little bit or just get shaky. And that can actually communicate to you something about the dynamics of the exchange. So it's not just you having a hard time expressing yourself. It can actually be this part of your energy that's picking up on something within that exchange And you're being shown that something is not clear. And so we can use all of these little bits and pieces of sensation and impressions to impact the way in which we are dialoguing with our intuition.
0: I now remember it after you reminded me. (laughs) And I mean, I think that is so powerful for people to understand that. It's not just them. It's a co-creation for everything we do and that we're all receivers and signal we're signal seat receivers and signal givers. Mm-hmm. And so that sometimes when your voice is shaking or it's not flowing, it's because the recipient you're feeling some blockade some resistance they may have. And I've been very blessed on my podcast I don't know how many podcasts were at at this point. but. I really feel blessed that I feel like I'm always in the flow state. I mean, most of these people are my friends and my colleagues that are mentors. And I am just so excited about getting this information out there and for people to be receptive of it that I literally forget everything else that's going on. I don't, I often disregard time and I disregard all sorts of things because I just really get in that flow state. And I think. I'm blessed and I've also worked for it. Oh, no, I'm not blessed. That's one of her words. Be last. I'm not be last. Nope. Nope. Can't say that word anymore. I am grateful that um, I have the great, one of the greatest. I mean, I feel so on board with my mission. I'm a hundred percent in. I'm actually thinking about going full time (laughs) and (laughs) uh, it's a little joke. And I, I really know that when it does not like, you don't have to be in the flow state sitting in meditation, right. you know, Michael Jordan, and I'm aging myself, but Michael Jordan playing basketball was in the flow state, right? Mm-hmm. There are athletes, there are actors, there are electricians and accountants and every single chef, everything across the board, janitors and, and sewage workers and trash people, um, that all live in the flow because this is what their truth is, and and how they they they're just flowing with it. There's no resistance, and that's living your truth. And if you feel resistance in something going on, and it's repetitive, it's not just when you have that one conversation with Alexis and she makes you uncomfortable, but it's when <laughs> I have that same conversation with Alexis every time, as have, with as I have with Kelly, as I have with Sally, Joe, and so on and so forth. That maybe that's not my truth, and that's what we're trying to help you understand that nothing. Like when my voice, I was talking to somebody earlier and I literally like grasp for, like my voice didn't come out and we both looked at each other and we go, well, obviously there's a problem there. Like It's all dangerous. happening. It's your, commu- your communication is key and there's verbals and nonverbals. And I have never really thought about the throat chakra as much as I have today. And I'm gonna pay way more attention to everybody's throat chakra, mine included.
1: There's so much here and there's so much to tap into as far as a a an energy center that holds so much to feel about your own intuitive capacity and connect in with the flow state as creator beings and and being tapped into that place of creative flow, whatever that means for each person and say that, well, when you're, at, when you're in that space, then the external isn't really holding the same influences if you weren't centered and aligned and energy moving through clearly. And what I want to really reinforce through all of this information is that when we are connecting with intuitive indicators or with with the impressions and the sensations that could be subtle or pronounced across the energy centers that take us out of that place of alignment, they create discomfort, that that is information to work with. And so as you are connecting with that information and that information is providing you feedback and insight about how you're managing your own energy, then you have the opportunity to shift that so that there's less of the um, projection or going into spaces where maybe you are putting a lot of your own energetic anticipation into how somebody receives what it is you are sharing. So there are just so many ways to experience that intuitive feedback to then inform yourself and shift within yourself how it is that you are managing your own energy so throat chakra intuitives throat um intuition at the throat chakra level and when you find yourself really tapped into this ability it is going to here's an interesting piece when you're highly sensitive at the center it is easy for others to see the truth in your response which can be frustrating for you at times because maybe you feel too transparent. So there can be a lot of discomfort, crying easily when you're in situations where, and again, different dynamics. Maybe you feel like energy is pulled out for you. Have you ever had the experience where you've overshared or you feel like with a specific person that you, (laughs) yeah. Am I always oversharing? No. Alexis and I overshare a lot. Well, we're double Aquarian spirit sisters, so there's, you know, there's that.
0: But, but I felt that my onion caused you Feel enough. the
1: pull. If you feel yeah. like there's, there's almost like getting access and pulling information out from it, a dynamic that doesn't feel. It doesn't feel like there is an equal exchange. It feels. It doesn't feel aligned and clear and so that can be another indicator so just start paying attention to sensations and then also voice fluctuations if you find yourself censoring uh, what what it is you say in certain environments or whatever it is and shyness any anything with the voice that's going to to highlight that energy center for you
0: Awesome, and and my husband would comment that yelling Kelly is (laughs) about your throat chakra, that how loud I am, and how loud so many of my friends are, and and I am much less loud than I used to be, and I think that stems from and all the work that I've done, not being heard as a child, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so now that I feel like now that I know that I have my voice, I find it very interesting. I've had a lot of situations in the last two weeks that have really reinforced how much I have changed and how much I no longer need to yell that actually whispering is fully loud.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So it's, there, there are so many incredible ways to harness your intuitive ability at this energy center and start to invite that information forward so that you are engaged in active dialogue with this part of your body and simply asking the question what does my what does my throat chakra have to share with me today and you'll be pretty surprised that you will likely get an immediate answer whether that's through a knowing or you get some type of visual or experience some type of sensation that oftentimes because it's all there it's just a matter of connecting and beginning this process of inquiry and asking the question so that's a question that you can ask what does this energy center have to share with me today
0: and what color is that energy center
1: this is connected in with blue okay Yes. All right,
0: so we have 30 minutes to tackle okay. the next two. Let's are see. you ready for
1: me to crank this out? Okay, here we go, people. So, let's talk about the chakra. This is the energy center that most people would associate with being the house of intuition, and I refer to it oftentimes as the psychic house. So, the psychic house, this is located between the brows and it's housing the intellect and then all of these various aspects of our intuitive abilities. So this is where you receive auditory information. This is where you're going to get those intuitive visuals. This is where you experience that immediate knowing. So there are some pretty intense intuitive energies at this part of your body. And there are also right there with the brain and so we've got the magic mind we've got the brain we've got a lot going on here and so we want to begin to engage with this part of our body and this energy center from a place of curiosity if you i'll bring it back to the directional aspects one great way to know if you are operating from the mind if you're operating from the intellect specifically and you want to engage the intuition this part of the body can get really activated and you may start to feel your energy getting very fixed so a fixed um focus like you're just really dialing in and starting to then get into these thought loops that can be a great way of Recognizing that your intellect is in the lead. When you are in what you would refer to, Kelly, as a flow state, you are engaging in that intuitive energy. And so your energy is more activating the sides, the back, and that's where a lot of that flow comes through, where we can then receive that intuitive information. And some of the other pieces that are really important to work with here at the third eye are discernment. We can we can look at discernment at every energy center because each energy center has the ability to discern through its own through its own aspects and its own lens however the third eye chakra and the well i would i don't know if i can pick one it's an important one it's an important one to work with also intuitive information in the form of dreams this is also connected in with the third eye chakra so We have a lot of different pushes and pulls that can be happening here. I do have, and I'm happy to share this with your community, something on my website that is the the energetic difference between intuition and intellect so that you can start to connect with some of those specific ways in which each communicate so that you can identify which one is in the lead. So we want to engage that intuition.
0: So it's really funny. I I realized, um, you know, for years, people have asked Ayn and I what we are, what we do, Uh how to describe what it is we do, because we don't have letters behind our names. And I, I do now I have massage license, but, you know, we were pastors and we were, I don't know. We're just people that love people that like, like to help them. Right. And then about, I don't know, three or four years ago, I came up with this little term of medical, intuitive, biological investigator. And I just real, and I used to say that I more intuitive and I'm more investigative, but I really find that we have a good balance of both. And I, and I'm realizing now that it's all about the third eye. It's the intellect and the intuition that we balance them. Yes, that in the be- both engaged in the beginning, I think we were both like he was more intuitive and I was investigative, and over the years, as you do with your partners, you just kind of meld into one person. That being said, I actually don't know what Ayn says in the room, and he doesn't know what I say in the room, and I, a lot of people think that we do, that we know exactly what the other one is saying all the time. I will say that we're very connected. Yes. But that's really interesting. Like I, I really find that interesting that I, I didn't give conscious in that before that it's it's the intellect and the intuition together that come from here. I've really only ever thought of it as the intellect. I mean, as the intuition rather, never as the intellect. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. why, what, right. what, in, what in our world, even in Eastern philosophy where you study chakras, has that been lost?
1: So much has been suppressed and withheld, and we are reclaiming that. And even if it's not directly passed down, we're reconnecting with it through the ether because there is that knowing and there's that remembering process where we are bringing back the pieces to remember that we are whole. And so the return movement and the return journey inward is really a reclaiming of wholeness to be spirit embodied in the physical. And so this is where everything merges. We cannot, we must do the spiritual work in the physical body. And there's no way around that. So your body's going to tell you over and over again, you got to bring it in. You've got to bring your awareness to the physical, to work the spiritual through that, that place, because we are here in these bodies and it can be so intense. So our, third- our
0: level of consciousness is really what you're speaking to. Correct. Is mm-hmm. our, and one of our great friends, Dr. Fred Domenico, he said, and I've repeated many times since he said it really, our only problem in life is your level of consciousness. Mm-hmm. That's really your only problem. You think you have a myriad of problems and you don't, you just have one and it's your level of consciousness. And for a while in the beginning, that becomes your biggest problem is your level of consciousness because you're like, shit, I created all this. Ooh, that's the first time I ever saw on my podcast. Bleep, bleep, bleep. I love but that it was with me. Of course it was. After with talking me. about the throat chakra. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't a very, uh, for me, that's pretty, pretty light, uh, curse, but anyway, um, Yeah, that's, that's really, really good and really important. Um, as you say, they're all important. And the reality is that what we're trying to impart upon you is just to have a consciousness over these energy fields and -hmm. over these energy centers, rather the seven main energy centers. I wanted to make sure that we were talking about the really are 114 that we're only talking about the We're covering all of them today. No, (laughs) the seven sit down and take notes. You'll be here for 14 hours. Um, And the, the level of consciousness is really the key. And, you know, wherever you're at, wherever you start with this information is awesome and welcome. And if this is high level for you, because you've been studying chakras forever and you're like, oh my gosh, Alexis really knows what she's talking about. You can go (laughs) work with her. If you're more like me, they're like, I know I need to understand more about the chakras and I know I've worked with them and I know a smidge then know that we're she's here, we're here as your resource to begin that journey for you to start to have even more consciousness about these centers. Like, I, I feel like after talking to you last week versus this week, I'm like, well, yeah, I've done a lot on the sacral, the root and the solar plexus and the heart, but have I really given a lot of thought to up? And, you know, that's where my level of consciousness can shift. And so now I have more information and more awareness about the throw and the third eye intellect, inspira- um, intuition chakra. So this yes. is very fascinating stuff. Very, very good stuff.
1: It's so fun. And I'm just going to keep cranking it out.
0: Crank it out, baby.
1: Okay. So, so when you are third eye chakra dominant, then you receive intuitive information through that immediate knowing, through visuals, through auditory through your mind's eye so you're getting all of that that information coming through there and this is where the intellect can start to interfere because it may begin to process that information before it's fully come through and formed so the more that you can practice activating the back and and receptivity the more that provides the space for intuitive information to flow so third eye chakra dominant is very popular for highly intellectual people as well because this energy center is just very activated and very busy okay crown chakra oh and third eye is is connected to the pituitary and we're moving into even though the pineal which is here is tied into the crown chakra which is where we're at now so the crown chakra this is the fun stuff this is this is fun for the for the ethereal double aquarian this is yeah this is the fun stuff so this is our point of connection i love it i love all all of the you got your spirit courts, activating that crown chakra so this is our point of connection to creation to source to god to the divine to spirit and here is our channel in the, in that relationship to receive to receive that inspiration to receive i've even started to to think about the word divine as in divine as in separation divide yeah 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 so in in accessing and intentionally connecting and cultivating that relationship at the crown chakra one thing that i would like to really put out there is the awareness of, of how you're connecting up. So we want to be directly in communication ourselves. We're not doing any crown chakra deviations. We're not doing any bypassing. We're not, this is where the ego can get really involved. And so we have that dynamic to also be aware of at the crown chakra. It's connected in with purpose, with guidance, connection, faith. And this is really important in all of your energetic awareness work because as you are bringing through that inspiration into physical form, it's coming through here first. It's working its way down. So we have that divine inspiration that works its way down into the physical through the root before it manifests into form
0: so i want to talk about this divergence of crown trackers because when we first started talking about this when we were on our last trip together you had met, commented about somebody that and it was like the first day really only the second day i'd ever met you and oh. we really had a lot of time together that and you were talking about a particular person and that when i met her I would see that her crown chakra was diverged a little bit. And I, I was, we were on a walk and I thought to myself, what the heck is she talking about? How does she see that? I don't understand. And then I met this person and I literally came to, and was like, I totally know what you mean now. I totally understand it. And then we started to talk about it. And I really want it's really important in the the circuit or whatever the internet broke up a little bit because she's in Washington having this huge windstorm right now. Um, but when, you know, the, the crown chakra is about, you said your passion, your guidance, your mission, your, your knowledge that you're tapping into universal knowledge and you're, mm-hmm. you're grasping what's true for you and your path and your journey. And mm-hmm can you explain this divergence from that perspective, what that might look like for people that aren't familiar with it instead of speaking so etherical as my friend Alexis loves to.
1: I am so glad you brought it up and I'm like, wait a second, what did I say? And I don't remember because I'm so present that I'm just not even connecting with, I'm so yeah. in the moment, Kelly. Um, so ground chakra deviation is a term that I use to communicate when you are not directly accessing guidance through your own clear channel. So there's some type of deviation to, and I can use some different examples for this, to access information potentially through another plan, or your energy starts to shift into ego. One example would be um, a lot of very gifted people who go into the healing realm with very solid, Clear intentions, maybe come into contact with how, with that power energy of of people turning their energy over to them and give me the guidance, give me the answers. And what can happen with that, that I've observed over the years, is suddenly that crown chakra connection starts to deviate a bit and the, the information that is accessed starts to come through the ego, which has a completely different energy to it because there is an attachment to lots of different things. And you can really tap into that when you start to observe the the origin or the essence of that energy and that connection. So we, and we all have the ego dynamics to work with, whether it's within ourselves and also when we're coming into contact with that. And so we just want to, Be aware of that connection. And if you start to feel it's easier to observe that within others than it is within yourself. So that's a great starting point is just to see, okay, well, are you sensing that, that maybe somebody isn't really connecting clearly up within their own, and I'll use the big word that's so important here, their own sovereign connection to spirit because that is through their individual connection, through their own individual body, their own individual energy. It's not through somebody else's, it's not, you know, connecting in with other energies, because there are a lot of opportunistic energies that can start to take shots at the crown chakra. And so we want to be aware of
0: that. I want to throw myself on the sword here for this one, because I think this will help people understand. And perhaps will extend as an apology to anybody that I've ever done this to. Um, About three years ago, I was talking to a client, a young woman who I really was connected to. I really liked her as a person. I thought she was a brilliant person. She was dealing with some very devastating illness and she had overcome that in a lot of ways. And we just stayed connected and handsome, friendly conversations. And I was going through something with her over the phone and I she's and I asked I was going through some issues at the office with clients and different things and I said can I ask your perspective as a client like why does this occur in our office god bless her Sarah G says to me Sarah G she says well are you ready for me to be honest I was like (laughs) oh I mean I've been bluntly honest with you for two three years I would hope so and never had anybody emotionally slapped me as hard as she did that day and shook me to my core and shook my ego right out of me. I believe, I mean, maybe not a hundred percent, that would be my goal, but shook my ego from a healthcare practitioner. I think of what you're just speaking for. So what she said was You know, when I got better, when I first came in, you said, oh, your body can heal. Your body can heal. Your body's here to to heal. And all we're here to do is help you get it to heal and remove the blockades and upregulate your ecosystem. And you have control and you can do the work and you are doing this. And as soon as I got better, you took credit for all the work you did on me. Mm. Wow. And I was like, okay, I suck. Sorry, I did that because I was very aware that it was nothing I ever did. It was holding the space for her, allowing her to speak her truth and speak it to others and root in her root chakra and, and take the right supplements and open her lymph and all the things that she did on every single level. But the reality was I didn't do any of it. I got, I guided her. She did the, the emotional, physical and vibrational work and her body healed. Mm-hmm. And, I have been so present to that since she called me out on that to ensure that people really understand it's not me. Mm -hmm. I'm just a vessel and I'm blown away since that day, how many times I'm with a client or on a call or whatever. And I'll just say something. And there's a part of me that's like, I have no idea where that came from. I don't know why I said that. And they're like, oh my gosh, that like really resonates with me. And I was like, well, it wasn't me because now I'm very present to the fact that it was not me. It was just me being open to that universal knowledge, that sovereign knowledge, that sovereign um, capacity to have a knowing when you're truly heart-centered with that other person and being able to reflect back to them what they really need in their healing, that we're just here standing here as like, this ability to allow it happening through us. And I will always be eternally grateful to her for that. And I hope that that story helps some people realize what we're talking about. You know, there's no, even even the docs that are saving lives with anesthesia and thoracic cardiovascular surgery that are taking hearts out of their hands and operating, there's still a piece of even their brilliance Mm-hmm. That there are t- things that happen in a surgical room that they cannot explain where that came from, how to do that. You know, that is the beauty of being open vessels, rather than I'm going to go in and fix that heart because I'm the magic person or I'm going to fix that body who has lymph stagnancy because I'm the magic lymph queen. No way. I just have knowledge and have receptivity to what you might need to really let go in the lymphatic world, both on the physical and emotional level. So I hope that story helps some people out there. And if you know Sarah, tell her I said, I love her forever and thank you. I'll make sure she listens to this episode.
1: That's a really powerful, parent. I'm so glad you spoke to exactly the word that I was going to use that can be the of this, which is fixing. So if we're coming from that space of feeling like we're going in to fix somebody's problems, somebody's issues, somebody's illness, then that is implying on an energetic level that it is it's you as an individual doing that something to another person to heal and as you said and what resonates with me is and how i feel connected with the shakrati work and every time that i take practitioners through the shakrati trainings every time i'm connecting in with this work to work with others on a healing level I feel that I am showing up as my own sovereign self to be connected with this healing energy and to create that space in whatever capacity I can to to then invite that person into their own sovereign connection and that my place as a guide is really always rooted in directing and connecting people back to themselves because that is where the healing happens. It's not taking ownership of someone else's healing process. And so that's very disempowering and it's just simply not true. So, right. There's, it's just, it's just not the way that it works and we can all play different. We can all be different pieces within a puzzle that may provide insight and information, but we can never take ownership of another person's healing and another person's experience. And so as we stand in our own direct, clear crown chakra connection to source energy, to creation, we are embodied fully. And within that embodiment, we create a healing field. And that is only amplified and reinforced and fortified in connection to others so we strengthen the field as we come together in our own
0: individual sovereign connection and that's so important i might drop (laughs) those who didn't see it i mean that's the beats with kelly kennedy's purpose is for people to understand that we have this amazing power inside of us that Mm -hmm. heals us and as practitioners we truly are honored so honored
1: it's the greatest honor to be in that space and to be trusted in that deep way by another person on their own healing journey. And so it's just such a beautiful gift and we're so so
0: excited. And to watch them evolve to the point where they know that they did it Like the best part of that story for me wasn't that she slapped me down, was that she built herself up. Mm -hmm. That she knew regardless of my ego, Mm -hmm. that she did that. And that she was willing willing to call me out on it for herself as well as for others and for my own healing. And Mm -hmm. I, I just pray that anybody that's ever gone through any healing crisis is on the other side of it stake your claim to what you did for your body to open yourself up and do not give the credit away to others yet as practitioners we must always give the credit where the credit is due and that is to the innate intelligence and to the heart and i always like to give credit to those that i learn from and those that i find so much inspiration as alexis has given me in so many ways since i've met her and Continue to know that as I work through my life and I incorporate more chakra, chakra, I know and will always know and always give reverence to the fact that she was the open vessel that was willing to give me that information. I was willing to receive it, yet, I will always be grateful and thankful for her bringing this to our community and clarifying these very beautiful main seven chakras
1: yeah these main seven chakras and that this really is you'd asked me on the last episode you know what's the secret and i was like "Uh, should (laughs) have thought about this i don't know um and then i was what was coming through today before our call was just how we by accessing this insight within ourselves we self-liberate, we free ourselves from the things that bind us to various states of imprisonment, and when you are clear in your own ability to perceive what is resonant and what is not, you can't be manipulated, you can't be controlled, you can't be deceived, because you are clear within yourself of what resonates as truth, and we have that ability across all of the energy centers. And so I hope that by sharing this information, it's gotten you excited about how much you already have access to within yourself and that you begin your own journey to get out there and put these tools to practice so that you can do the fun detective work. You become the investigator, the chakra detective. (laughs) <laughs> Detective, a new
0: show. Um, <laughs> it's just so fun. It's so fun. Well, you're so fun, and thank you for another <laughs> glorious hour of your time, as the busy lady you are, with family and businesses and all sorts of things that you're always doing. And. We really, you know, I, you know how much I love you and our community loves you. And I'm sure this will not be the last podcast you do. And I'm thinking we need to do some kind of masterclass or something Let's together. Do a
1: series together. I know. Let's, Let's do that. Do, and yes, I, there's so much to do. There's so much to collaborate oh so on. So many
0: fun things to bring you all to help you become your chakra detective.
1: Chakra detective series go and investigate and, i love you know, it working through the lymph at all the different yeah. energy centers that would be powerful
0: that really would i i think that's a great idea and we can talk about certain nodes and what they mean on it energetically yes. emotionally and there's just so get much that flow cream out get the flow cream out the lymph flow cream we're so excited and thank you, thank you so much, thank you all for listening. If this thank resonated you with you, uh, please share this and and give us some comments. We love the comments, and I love to share the comments with our speakers because you know people like Alexis um, and myself are beginning this world out there in this digital platform, and we love to know what works, what resonates, what you want more of, and the more we know that the more we can cater to what you are all looking for, because that is our mission is to help educate you with all the secrets that we've learned to help empower you to use your own heart healing and, and engage that autonomic nervous system. So thank you all for listening. Thank you for spending your time with us. And thank you once again, Alexis, for being a part of the beats. Thank you everyone. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us and spending your time here with us at The Beats with your host, Kelly Kennedy. And I know today more than ever before, you now know better how your body works. And at the very least, we hope we've helped you raise some questions and help you continue to investigate. We are here to help you naturally optimize a better version and vision of yourself on every single level. And after today, you can better engage your innate intelligence and allow for proper regulation and proper regeneration. Make sure to subscribe to never miss a beat again. We hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. And just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for medical advice or professional advice and care by your doctor or other qualified medical professionals. This podcast is created with the intention to provide information and education. This podcast is created with the understanding that it does not constitute professional advice or medical services. If you are looking for help in your journey and seek a qualified medical practitioner Or if you're looking for a biological not meds practitioner, we can help you someone who's trained and a licensed health coach and someone that can help you make changes, especially when it comes to your health. That's what not meds mission is about. I hope you have enjoyed listening again to this podcast. It's one of my favorite things to do. And if you do, please feel free to share it with your friends, your colleagues uh, for the tips of living the biological foundational life and living in the flow. And if you have been listening and love the show, please do leave comments. We love reading your comments. We really do. And you can subscribe to us wherever you hear your podcast. Thank you so much from our heart to yours.